Welcome to Clydesdale Media's The Copper Hopper, where we'll give you all kinds of content for and about the teenage and young adult CrossFit athlete. My name is Stephanie Price. I'm a mom, a nurse, a journalist, and a licensed CrossFit event coordinator. I've been around the teen CrossFit scene since 2018, and I'm excited to talk to all of you. The Copper Hopper lives at the Pit Fitness Ranch, where teens love to play and compete, and reminds us all that the grueling grind of training for fitness and for life is much like a hopper at an old gravel pit. It sorts you and shakes you, shifts you and crushes you to make you useful. Come, grow with us as we dig into these kids' lives, their training, their social lives, their plans and dreams, their competitions. Stay tuned here at Clydesdale Media. All right. Well, welcome, guys. Thanks uh, to uh, Russ and Shelly Kerstetter are here. My name is Stephanie Price. For anyone who's watching, I'm uh, a mom and a CrossFit licensed event coordinator. Uh, and I am here to talk today about um, the parent being the parent of a CrossFit team. This is actually episode five. So everyone, uh, thanks for continuing to bear with me as I learn how this all works on the, uh, the podcast world. But when I started the Copper Hopper, I really said, you know what, we need to talk to parents because um, as we're going to find out as we have some conversation here this morning, uh, being the parent of a CrossFit teen is almost as stressful <laughs> as being the CrossFit teen yourself. I don't know, maybe that's not fair, but um, I know parents have lots of questions that I've come in contact with over the years. So we're hoping to dig into that this morning. If you're watching on YouTube, you can go ahead and post questions in the chat and I have a little helper uh, this morning, my 12-year-old son who's watching those questions, and he's going to tell me what you all want to know from Russ and Shelly. But first, let's just do some introductions. So uh, like I've said, this is uh, Russell and Shelly Kerstetter. They're from uh, Kansas, and they are the parents of three girls, house full of girls. But that's been <laughs> fun. And uh, two of those girls were Crusty Games athletes. And uh, maybe uh, you can tell us just a little bit more about yourselves, Russ and Shelly, as far as... Uh, what your life's been like, maybe how long you've been married, what y'all do, um, and maybe sort of, uh, you know, just any intro information that people might want to know about you. Sure. Um, well, um, we're originally from Southwest Iowa, um, moved down to Kansas City, which um, Shawnee, Kansas is a suburb of Kansas City. We moved down to Kansas City after I graduated from law school. Um, and um, we've been down here for it was about 27 years, I think. So um, kind of, you know, the only ones in our family to leave um, Iowa and venture off. So we've been down here kind of doing it on our own since then. Um, but yeah, we um, we've lived down here for the last 27 years. And um, like I said, um, I actually um, am an attorney and I've the first like 25 years of my career um, practiced law, but I just recently made um, a change. Um, and I'm um, actually the uh, VP of operations for Heartland Coca-Cola. So I've moved over into an operations role. So that's been um, a lot of fun, um, very challenging, learning a lot. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me and Russell can I'm a project manager for a construction company here in town. I've worked with them for 19 years. So we do mostly stuff here in the Midwest, but uh, have ventured to the West Coast a little bit and down South. So, but nice. Yeah. Sounds like you both have pretty busy, full lives, just as just uh, in your jobs, let alone your, your parenting. And then tell me about your girls. So you've got Anna, Ellie, and Olivia. Uh, are they all still in Kansas with you? Well, so Anna is 23 and she just um, recently graduated from the University of Arkansas. Um, and so she is back home after being gone for uh, the last four years. Um, so she's um, currently living with us. She's like looking for a job. She's working a couple part-time jobs, but looking for that kind of one um, permanent, you know, dream job, really. Um, and um, our our second, our middle daughter, 
Ellie. She's 20 and she is currently in nursing school at the University of Arkansas. So she's a junior, um, just getting started with all the really fun nursing classes. <laughs> um, she's, uh, yeah, we're actually headed down there next weekend um, for her white coat ceremony. So um, you're in nursing, you'll, you, you know, yeah. how special that is. But yeah, it's um, so, um, and and then we have Olivia, who is 17, and she's a junior in high school. So, yeah, we've kind of been through the whole mix of, um, let's see, the oldest one being gone and the two younger ones being home. Then the two older ones gone at school and just Olivia, which she thought she was going to hate, but she actually enjoyed a little bit. And and now the oldest and the youngest are home. So, um, yeah, we're, we're on the path to, <laughs> to empty nesters. But yeah. Yeah, not there yet. You really have all the experience then, all the way up that uh, people like me are clamoring to hear about your your wisdom because you've got it all. You know, my 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 son Ezra is nineteen, and then uh, and then I have an Ellie also, and she's uh, she's sixteen. So we're kind of in, in the throes of it ourselves. Um, tell us how you guys. Um, your family in general sort of got interested in CrossFit as a sport. It's not something that, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids do, at least it didn't used to be a while back. How did that become a thing for you guys? Well, that was definitely Russell starting. So I'll let him tell that part of it. <clears throat> well, I guess as you go through life and you get kind of stuck in the rut, you have all the kids and you quit working out for a while after a while. And then all of a sudden I went to a personal trainer for a while and was kind of working out and then did that for about a year or so. And then I, there was this CrossFit gym not too far away. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go in there and check it out see what they do, you know? And I think that was in around 2014 or so in 2015. And I don't know, we, I went in there and really liked the atmosphere and everything and just kind of uh, went from there. And the girls used to just come in on the, Saturdays, you know how it's kind of like open gym after the workout and just kind of keep the kids to the side and make sure they don't get injured or do anything while you're doing the, the community wad on Saturday mornings. And then after that, they're it's like a jungle gym for them, jumping on the bars or doing whatever and running around. And uh, so they just kind of started getting into it a little bit then when we were and we both started going there and doing it. So it was a uh, kind of a family thing on Saturdays we go do CrossFit and the kids kind of just took off from there and then um we kind of went uh they didn't really have a kids program at the gym so we were trying you know Ellie was probably 11 or you know 10 or 11 or and Olivia was probably eight or nine you know it was just kind of they were trying to figure out they wanted to do this stuff and we're like well we found another gym that had had CrossFit for kids. So they kind of went through the kids program and all, they just kind of started getting into it. And then they actually let them go through a fundamentals class, you know, for so many weeks or whatever to uh, start to get into the regular classes. So after they did that, all three of the girls actually went through all that and uh, just kind of took off from there. And, um, I think one of the things that really got them fired up about CrossFit is we went and watched the CrossFit games um, when they were pretty young. So uh, Russell's dad lives out in California. We were out there visiting him. And whenever we go to visit him, we kind of go up and down the coast. Um, he lives in um, the central coast. And so, you know, you kind of go south or north and you do different things. And it just happened that the CrossFit games were going on when we were out there. And it was early in the week and it was the masters and teens went first and we didn't really know anybody. And um, it was easy to get in and do something like that because when the masters and teens went, it wasn't nearly as crowded. And so we went out to watch them and then they got to see the teenagers go and they were like blown away. <laughs> um, they were thought they thought it was really cool. And, um, and then also got to see some of the big named athletes at the time. Um, and um, because they were around, um, this is kind of way back when CrossFit wasn't as big as it is now. And, and, you know, the CrossFit games was a little bit 
um, wasn't quite as well attended as it is now. And so it was just kind of a little bit, you got more access or to the um, athletes and, and they loved that. And so we kind of, um, we went several years in a row and, and watched and they had pretty decent, um, you know, I remember they went to a um, autograph session with a lot of the athletes and the girls got their picture taken with Camille and Annie and got um, autographs from Stacy Tovar and, you know, and then we would go to some of the regionals too, because the regionals weren't too um, far away. And so we would travel to regionals and um, you know, I remember we were in Minneapolis and that was the first year that Brooke Wells made it to the games. And, um, you know, they, they got to see that. I think she was 19 at the time. Um, they got autographs from, you know, they have shoes with autographs, Julie Forche. And, um, I think we got to see her do, you know, finish with her foot in the boot. Um, so, you know, that really always got them very excited about competing, um, and, and I think that's really what drove them. At the time we, we first started, Ellie was in gymnastics. And actually she was, um, she was going through, she had a lot of injuries, um, you know, kind of stress type fracture, um, injuries in her feet and her legs. And I was ready for her to stop <laughs> gymnastics because it was so hard on her body. Um, and um, so we kind of, uh, pushed her towards CrossFit a little bit, like try CrossFit, try cheer. She tried and she tried, um, track and some other things just so, cause, cause, um, gymnastics, anybody who's done that knows it's so all consuming and they, they practice for several hours every day. And, um, so if anything is, is she did pick up on CrossFit, but she became so obsessed with CrossFit that she was really doing the same thing she was doing in gymnastics. So uh, after that, I think I realized that was just her personality and that she was going to be very driven to do whatever it was she set her mind to. Um, so, you know, then she kind of was on the CrossFit path and took off from there. That's, I loved your, your uh, word picture, Russ, of the, the mornings, Saturday morning community wads. And then the kids are like at our gym, they swing on the rings yep, and they're trying yep. to climb the ropes and God knows what else. And man, you all, you both said so many things that just sparked a, a lot of questions. How fun is it uh, that, you know, however many years later, six, seven years later, Olivia is competing against those those ladies yeah. that she uh, put, or, you know, next to the ladies that she, she was getting their autographs. I think that's, that's cool. It is pretty crazy um, when we have pictures of her at about nine years old um, with Annie and she was down at Rogue with Annie and Cara. And, you know, it, it was, it, it was pretty crazy. And I mean, just like with even Noah Olson, and I think he, we shared the picture with him and he posted, but when she first went to Waterpalooza, I think she was nine years old and she got a picture taken with Noah and, you know, now she here, here she is right alongside Noah down there at Waterpalooza. So it was, um, it, it is crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure these guys think, man, <laughs> like look at her then and look at her now. <laughs> I've been doing this that long, but um, yeah, it's, it's neat to see. That is really neat. Um, well, there's so many, so many things I want to ask you about. I guess one of the first ones, um, I'll kind of back into it, but uh, you mentioned, you know, Olivia's right next to, uh, you know, all those adult athletes. And um, did you, you made the decision or she made the decision this year to stay in that teen division? Am I right about that? I Well, this year she actually is going to try to go elite. Okay. Um, you know, they've changed it back and forth several times and um, but she will automatically show up on the teen leaderboard and the elite leaderboard, I think, because she can do both this year. Like right. last year, they changed last, the last couple of years. I think they had to decide which way they wanted to go at some point. So last year she decided she had to make the decision that she was going to stay teen. Um, and, um, you know, really her career has been the, the first year was COVID. And so the first year she could compete, I mean, she's been doing this for so long. And then the first year that she could actually go to the games, they got canceled for COVID. Um, yeah, but she was able to go to the pit and that was fun for her. And I'm really thankful that you guys had that for the kids. 
Um, because, you know, like I said, she'd been doing this a long time and hadn't had the opportunity to compete. And so then the first year that she could go, she was 15. And so last year was really only her second year at the games. Um, so, um, to try and go elite at that point, you know, I think there was a lot of people that wanted her to try it. (laughs) Um, but, um, luckily Olivia's, um, pretty mature for her age. And, you know, we were able to sit down and have the conversation like, you know, um, there's no need to rush it. Um, You can enjoy being a teenager and getting that additional experience. Um, And and so it really wasn't too difficult of a decision for her. Uh, I think the only thing that she questioned is like, she, she ended up doing better in the um, quarterfinal qualifier than she thought she would. And so I think for a minute it made her stop and be like, Hmm. Um, but you know, that ended up working out great. And that was definitely the right decision for her to, to develop more. Um, and yeah, so then this year though, um, she, she is going to try, um, to go elite. So she will, if she qualifies, um, she does plan to compete in semifinals, but, she has the ability to do the team qualifier too. So if she doesn't qualify for the games, she will be able to go team. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's, there's a lot in there. That's, that's really neat. How um, last year she, you all, you said you sat down and had a conversation. Is that how, as you've been going over these years, um, I, I, your counselor, your coach, your mom and dad, you know, you're, you're all of those things, helping her to come to, to that decision. Uh, has it, has there been some ups and downs or she, it sounds like Olivia particularly is, is pretty open to, to just hearing you, I guess where I'm going is, you know, sometimes they can get so obsessed and get ahead, way ahead of themselves and really distracted. And I loved how you said it, Shelly, that you, um, you want her to just have kind of a, a normal teen experience. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. yeah. That's been a struggle the whole time, honestly, Stephanie. Like, you know, I think that, um, as, so Ellie, Ellie was a little bit different in that she had more balance, I would say, because she was a cheerleader in high school. So she um, cheered and did the CrossFit. And she actually even ran track a couple of years, but the track season started to conflict with um, CrossFit. I think when Ellie did it, it was a little easier for the kids to do other sports and CrossFit. But as CrossFit's grown, I, I think that has become harder and harder. Um, you know, it's almost like maybe you can do it if you have a smaller school that'll work with you, and you know, maybe not not make make it. You have to be at all the different practices. Let your CrossFit training um, kind of service as um, practice, but. But that I know it's hard when it's a team sport, like to not have them be at all the different practices. So I think that that has changed between when Ellie did it and when Olivia did it. So um, Ellie did, you know, because she cheered, she still did things at at the high school. Um, Olivia, you know, she she doesn't do much at her high school. And I I have worried that they're missing out, that she misses out on the high school experience. But at the same time, like, um, you know, she'll come back and say to me, uh, you want me to go to the high school dances? Mom, you know what they're doing at the high school dances? Um, they're drinking and I'm not going to drink. And, you know, and so then I have to like say, okay, like <laughs> she understands what she's doing. She's mature. Like I said, she's, you know, having two older sisters, I think. And also CrossFit and training with 20 year olds has made her more mature than probably the typical 16, 17 year old. Um, so she's very driven. She knows what she wants. And, um, so, you know, I've had to (laughs) stop pushing her to, to, to do the high school stuff. So, um, you know, she, she doesn't go to the high school that she did when she was a freshman. I think she tried each thing and went to a homecoming dance and, went to, um, you know, so, so we're kind of a dance here or there, but she also had COVID like the first couple of years of her high school too. So, um, it's, it's all, it's worked out fine. I mean, she's, she's happy with what she's doing. So, um, I'm learning that there's no need to, you know, that, that she's fine. She, she's not, she's doing what she wants to do and she's not really going to regret, um, not going to a homecoming dance or whatever the case may be. 
Yeah, you bring up a really, really just great subject. You know, at that elite level, uh, it's be it's become. I, I would agree with you. Just sort of almost like. I don't want to say all or nothing. It's not all or nothing, but to be, you know, last year, if I did the math right, there was almost 6,000 teenagers worldwide who signed up for the CrossFit Open and then uh, 40 of them, you know, were at the games. And so, you know, that's obviously just such a teeny tiny percentage. And then even fewer of those are able to be at, you know, Olivia's level or Mal's level or whatever to, to move into that individual and so it's just such a such a tiny piece of it. And if you're going to be at that tippy 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 top, uh, I would agree with you that it's it's definitely become a um, um, almost that's that's all that that's all that they really do. And uh, it's just it's not necessarily that she's missing out on a teenage experience, right? She just is having a different one, <laughs> maybe yeah. a little yeah. different. And uh, I know I remember the time when uh, my own CrossFit um, Games teenager came came and sat down and he had just started school and we actually kept him home for, for homeschool for his freshman year, the year that he was training for the games. And uh, when he went to public school, he came home and he said, mom, I just, I just don't think I'm going to have a lot of friends in high school. And I said, well, what do you mean? You know, that sounds like sore so sad, you know? And he said, well, I just don't do what they do and they don't do what I do. And it's just kind of the way it is, you know? And, uh, and many teenagers aren't, you know, training six hours a day, <laughs> five days a week. Right. Just, and yeah. extremely disciplined too, like with their diet and stuff. And, you know, there aren't like McDonald's runs, um, you know, they, they, all the stuff that, you know, the typical teenagers do is, is just not a part of their lives. And, um, you know, and they're okay with that. <laughs> so um, it, we need to be okay with it too. How have you as how have you as parents um, kind of handled and how would you recommend parents? What have you learned over the years handling sort of the um, maybe the emotional stress of, of competing at that level or of training so hard and then, you know, um, maybe suffering an injury or not, you know, not comp not finishing as well as you thought you would or or whatever it might be. Have you had any bumps along the road? the way with any of your children along those lines and, and how have you handled that? Yeah, we, we've had a couple, I mean, the, the two that come to mind, I think um, at one point Ellie had a bit of a back injury and um, Olivia had a knee injury and uh, Olivia's was, it, it, both of them were the timing. I remember um, Olivia, it was the last event of Wadapalooza. Um, she was going all out because she, if she, won the event, she would have podiumed and she, it was like box jumps and her foot caught and she dislocated her kneecap. Um, and like she was sitting out there, <laughs> it was, it was horrible because she was sitting out there like, and she knew she, she wanted to try and keep going, but she couldn't. <clears throat> um, and you know, she kind of just watched it slip away, but worse than that, um, I think the beginning of the open was only about three weeks away. And this was the first year she could have actually qualified for the open. Um, so it was Waterpalooza right before COVID hit and she had three weeks to recover for the open. And we were very scared that she wasn't going to be able to do the open after all of these years of, of waiting. Um, but more than anything, I think, um, with the emotions in those situations, you, you kind of have to know your kid and know um, how they react and, and handle those things. And, um, you know, both of my girls, I, I you know, they, they um, get quiet. They um, maybe get a little grumpy and may lash out, you know, at like us as parents. Um, and that's, that's when I know they're stressed. Um, and so, it's all, you know, I mean, it's, it's like dealing with any teenager, which, you know, um, can sometimes it's, it's all about timing and, and approaching them at the right time. Um, maybe not right when they're in the moment, <laughs> uh, but maybe later when they've calmed down to try to get them to talk about it and try to get them to just at least address that they are stressed and that's why they're upset and maybe taking it out <laughs> on other people. And then, you know, just hopefully if they'll talk about it, it helps them out. 
I mean, you, we've been really fortunate, um, I'm, you know, to have Jacob and um, really a lot of the people that have been there with Jacob around. But Jacob is amazing at, um, you know, it's kind of funny because I do remember <clears throat> when Ellie first started training with Jacob and there were two other guys that were training there with them. And, you know, they're all young men in their early 20s. And I remember after a workout, I mean, Ellie like started to cry and it was just like emotional exhaustion, you know, but <laughs> they were like, they what did we what do? do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, this little girl's crying. Like, did we make her cry? And we're like, no, she's, she's not crying because of that. she's crying because of the emotional exhaustion of finishing the qualifier. That was the qualifier to go to the games, the online qualifier. Um, you know, and I think they were worried they had pushed her too hard, but I'm like, no, this is just the emotional release of it's all over. I'm done. I did it. You know? Um, so it, it is, it, it was, it's funny to have watched them grow together over time. And, um, but Jacob's always been very sensitive to that. He he's always been really good at reading the girls too and knowing like when they're upset and he might just be like, come on, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk and talk about it. Um, and that helps too, because, you know, sometimes they, sometimes they don't want to talk to mom and dad. Sometimes mom and dad are the last ones they want to talk to. Um, so it's been, we've been very fortunate to have Jacob along for the journey um, and help, help guide us the entire way. Yeah. So uh, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Shelly's talking about Jacob Hepner, right? Pretty, mm -hmm. pretty well-known athlete. I've always enjoyed Anytime I've gotten to talk to Jacob, he's just so genuine and funny and, 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 uh, uh, transparent. I feel like he's just authentic and I, I enjoy that about him. What, um, but you bring up a good, a good subject that I know a lot of parents are asking about, at least they always ask whenever we get together is, is about coaching and finding the right, the right coaches for your kids and the right influences and the right, um, athletes for them to train with. Um, and how did you, um, with Olivia, how did you uh, come up, come with Jacob? Did, were you guys already friends or, and then how did you have you chosen along the way? You know, I think we need this coach or no, that's not a good match. How do you, how do you kind of navigate that and help your kids navigate that? Well, you know, the funny thing is, is, and this is, this is something where probably all parents need a little help because um, it, it's not a well-established like network and, Maybe if we all talk to each other more and we're, we could be resources for each other, because I think navigating this part of it is the most difficult. And honestly, like, you know, there's usually not a lot of options as you're coming up. And and so you kind of fall into the situations. Um, I think that's the way it worked for us at at first anyway, because, um, you know, you're training at a certain gym and you just find somebody that might be able to help you. At, now it's probably a little more developed because there's more online coaching. But at the beginning when we started, that wasn't even a thing. So it was really um, being at the gym and we happened to be at the gym that Jacob trained out of and Jacob brought in a couple of guys to train with him who were, um, you know, they were coaches too. I mean, they, they were, um, uh, more the, they worked at the gym as, um, coaches both had their L1s, both had undergraduate degrees, like in kinesiology and another, the other one had an undergraduate degree, like he was going to PT school. Um, so, you know, they had that background and, they started, or they're the ones that first started working with the girls, like on the basics and teaching them the lifts and different things like that. Um, so like, you know, we kind of just got lucky there. And, and honestly, the fact that three 20 something guys would, would be willing to work with um, like a, a 14 year old and a 11 year old girl. Um, because once Ellie qualified for the games, uh, Jacob did invite her like out to his barn, which was at his house to train with them that summer. And, you know, there was definitely, and that's kind of, I think when the big brother, little sister, um, relationship kind of developed, because as you can imagine at that age, there was a little like 
you know, whining. And I remember them being like, no whining. Like we're putting up a sign at the barn, no whining. You can't come in if there's any whining. Um, you know, so that was a, that was a big part of the girls' development too. Like, you know, they learned that you do this stuff and you don't complain <laughs> about it. Um, so, you know, that situation lasted for, for quite a while until, um, you know, I think a lot of uh, what happens with a lot of CrossFit athletes, then, you know, life, um, you know, they, they decide that they're moving on. Um, and, um, so then, but the one constant has kind of always been Jacob to, to maneuver us like through the situation. And, um, and more than anything, I think that's been evident with like what happened recently with Olivia and, um, after rogue, um, Olivia sat down and was like, I have this list of things that I want to work on. And, you know, and, and Jacob just told her, um, I've taken you as far as I can take you. He's like, you know, because as great as Jacob is like, you know, he isn't, that's not his training. That's not like his, he's not a professional coach or whatever, you know, he's done CrossFit for all this time, but that's not, plus he's got other things going on in his life too with, and so, you know, he just was, told her, I think you need professional coaching. So, um, she just recently made the move to prove in and, um, you know, that's just been the progression, but I think, um, figuring out what's right for the coaching part of it is, um, it is definitely the most challenging part. It's a little bit luck. It's a little bit, you know, trying to find the right fit. And I think <clears throat> maybe even just from what, we just went through and trying to decide what was the right um, situation for Olivia going forward. Really, you just call and talk to the people. If you've, if you've got people that you're thinking about, you call and talk to them and have a conversation and, and you, you find what, what's right um, for, for you and, and for your kid. Um, so in the end, yeah. I mean, just feel like Olivia's in a really good place. And so we're, we're happy with that. Yeah, it sounds great. I actually have uh, two questions here from somebody who's uh, asking related, related questions. And I, so what role did the local coach have in identifying potential in your daughters as being elite level competitors? So Russ, you talk about, you know, uh, just hanging out on a Saturday morning, playing around the next day, you know, they're, I mean, it's not the next thing, you know, but, you know, they're at the CrossFit Games. Who, who sort of said, uh, did the local coach or someone there at your gym at Cobra, at Cobra Command, or maybe it was Jacob, uh, sort of say, like, I think that Ellie is uh, going places. You know, how did how did Ellie and then Olivia go from go from playing at the gym on a Saturday morning to to the CrossFit Games? Who recognized this is what the this uh, questioner is asking. Well, when they were they were at Cobra and they were doing the workouts and when Ellie was going through the open and then she got to the qualifier and then, you know, she was in the top. So then just when she, once she was close to qualifying for the games, Jacob and them guys were like, well, I, you know, it was Jacob and Zach Carchetti and Andrew Keekler. And they were just pretty, pretty good about noticing those guys are like, well, these girls aren't bad, you know, they're, they're pretty good. So then, you know, after, after Ellie qualified, then that's when obviously, like Shelly said, they invited her out to the barn during the summer to uh, to train with them or whatever. But um, I would say those guys kind of just noticed it and be like, "Well, she, you know, they're 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 pretty good, you know." And then then Olivia, as she trained with Ellie, she was obviously driven all the time, so she's always trying to catch up with her sister. And you know, as that kept going, then you know she uh obviously they they kept her around too <laughs> so they knew she was going to be something you know because she she was a little bit stronger so olivia was the typical little sister trying to keep up and then slowly she would um a couple workouts she would beat ellie and then like as you can imagine that that became a little bit then 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 there was a little tension between the two of them um as olivia would beat ellie on certain workouts and but yeah, I mean, Olivia's always been a little bit stronger um, and just a different body type than Ellie. And um, so as the weights got heavier, I think those um, 
that became kind of the challenge for for Ellie to to kind of keep going in it. Yeah, oh, that's funny. I know um, to to speak to this uh, person's question too. I I was um, just walking into the gym one day into my office to go do something, and I happened to look over, and it was a homeschool class, and uh, there was a girl. Her name's Naomi Grubert, and she was snatching. And you know how you kind of do a double take because usually teenage snatches look just you know you're a little bit nervous, <laughs> but but hers was just beautiful. And I thought I said, who was that? You know. And then uh, we talked. I talked to the coach, obviously our head coach, and they said, yeah, she's good. So we just made sure to enroll her in the open. But um, I think you know it sounds like a lot of times it is dependent on your local coaches to really be recognizing those. Um, you know, athletes, and then somebody developed them because a lot of parents, you guys are, are pretty savvy. You're already in the CrossFit world, but a lot of parents have no idea, um, you know, how to, how to take them from one level to the next. Uh, the other question, which I thought was really insightful from the same person on the YouTube was, um, how do you help? And I really want to hear your answers here. Um, how do you differentiate, help your kids differentiate, the difference between a goal and I'm going for the goal and it's a really high goal and uh, maybe an aspiration that is like maybe more realistic. So for example, I gave you those numbers earlier, you know, 40 out of 6,000 kids worldwide go to the CrossFit games. And so um, now yours, both of your girls did, <laughs> but you know, most, most of them are not going to, how did you, how did you all handle that? You know, did, um, did you know, I remember when my own son came and said, I want to go to the CrossFit games. My first thought was, oh, that's crazy. You know, I just figured it was somebody way out there, but then I started to look at it and thought, well, you, you just might be good enough, you know, and then, and then we get on a path, but, but how do we help those other 5,000 <laughs> kids, you know, to have a realistic expectation, um, but also not, you know, squash their dreams. Does that sort of make sense? Do you guys have any insight on that? You know, I don't know that you need to, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I think it's okay for them to have the goal to want to go for the CrossFit games. And I, I wouldn't necessarily tell them it's not possible um, because it is, but I just would focus on helping them understand how much work and dedication it takes to get there. And it's, it's great that you can have that goal and that you have that goal and you can absolutely achieve it if you're willing to do what it takes. Um, and I would probably focus more on helping them understand what it actually does take to get there um, and see if that's really what they want to do. And then if it is what they want to do, you know, help them because, you know, I mean, for most people, like if they're willing to put in the work, it, it, it could be possible, but the work is, you know, it, it is, I mean, a typical day for Olivia, she, she starts her day at about five thirty in the morning and she goes to, um, a class, um, that's a, a college class that she's taking, um, that, that has, she has to drive a bit too. And then she comes back and goes to school all day and she gets home at three o'clock and she goes out to train, doesn't get home usually until about eight o'clock at night. And then she's got homework and things to do to get ready to start it all over again the next day. So, um, and in between there, she has to meal prep and, um, you know, she has all of her meals planned out for the day. And so, it's a grind and it's, it, it's especially hard right now. Like while she's still in school, um, I think she's looking forward to the days where her days can focus on training. Um, but maybe just helping them understand the work that it takes to get there. I mean, as the girls grew up in it, there were a lot of, um, like I said, there were a lot of you know, high school, um, events that they probably missed because of there were vacations that we didn't take because, you know, the qualifiers are all during spring break. Um, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into it. Uh, and so that's the part that people, I guess, don't see. And it, it's kind of sacrifice on the whole family's part too, because like I said, you know, like our, our oldest daughter hasn't 
competed in the sport, um, but she's there for every event, like supporting. And, you know, there's a lot of spring break trips that we didn't get to take because it was CrossFit instead, or, you know, we've tried to balance it and do a little something. And, you know, maybe we do an open, I mean, we've done open workouts in Texas to try and get a couple days away. Um, you know, so we've tried to keep a balance there a little bit for them, but, um, that there is a lot of sacrifice that goes into it. I think having fun, you, you gotta keep having fun. I mean, yeah, that is key. That is a big part of it. And Jacob, you know, he's funny and he, um, keeps them laughing it, there's always a fine fine line, right, between laughing and crying. And I'm sure you, if anybody's seen the way, you know, he's um, thrown mice at him, <laughs> like done little things like that older brothers tend to do. Um, so he 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 knows how to walk that line between like when they're about to break. Um, he usually brings in the fun and keeps it fun, and and that is important, like because it is a lot of hard work. Um, and it would be very different if it, if they weren't having fun along the way. You know, it's great. I've been interviewing, um, I'm following a couple of teens through the, through the open and then into their season. And, um, a couple of them, I'm pretty sure will make the games and, uh, some of them are going to get real close and I don't know, maybe they all will. Anyway, the, the point is, um, as I've been talking to them along the way, I always sort of end by asking them what's their best advice. And they say, keep having fun, exactly what you said. So they're seeing that right now already as, you know, 15, 16 year olds. And um, if it, because if it's not fun, then, you know, I mean, it's a rhetorical question in our minds, right, as parents, but like, what's the point? You know, what's the point if you're not, if you're not having fun? Um, and then I, I guess I would ask you too, uh, you know, is it, this is, isn't there sort of like a, I don't want to say an in-between, but you know, the CrossFit games and this is what I've been telling our teenagers a lot. I said, that's a awesome goal. And like, like that's the Olympics of our sport or the Super Bowl of our sport. And let's like, you know, aim for it. Let's go for it. But guess what? There's a lot of other, there's a, there's a middle, there's an in-between, you know, there's uh, lots of other competitions. You can just be a competitive CrossFitter and have a great time and, and uh, without going to, to Madison or, um, you know, it could be, I know we've had a lot of teens that have been through the pit that are now coaching or uh, whatever they're doing. So there's a lot of space within the sport uh, beyond just, you know, one competition. Yeah, I, I think, think any, yeah. any local competitions or anything like, you know, like your guys' competition at the pit, I mean, that's a well-run, fun competition. I mean, that's, you know, Wadapalooza, if you can qualify for that. I mean, it's kind of crazy down there, but it uh, it's, a you know, who especially if you're from Michigan or Kansas or whatever, <laughs> who doesn't want to go to Florida in January, right? Right, <laughs> like, right. But I mean, it's, it's, it's good experience for him, if nothing else. And it's like, almost like, you know, a big time competition between, you know, the pit or Waterpalooza. It just feels, feels like the next thing closest to the games, you know? And the yeah. other thing they can have a lot of fun doing is team. Um, yeah. You know, I don't like that. That can be a lot of fun. Um, especially I'll tell you, and you know, th this is another thing like that, um, you know, I had to kind of learn, I, th I think for, for us anyway, like having friends online is, is kind of an odd thing, you know? Um, but there is a community of CrossFit teenagers that they are connected, um, kind of online. Right. And it has been great for Olivia, particularly, um, and, you know, Ellie had friends that way too, but Olivia more so has probably had friends, um, online, that have then led to, hey, let's get a team together and go down to Nashville and do a competition. Yeah. Um, and they had a lot of fun doing that. That's, you know, um, and that just opens up, like they get together and that's when, like, I love those because I get to see Olivia be a true teenager when she gets to hang out with other teenagers who are uh, CrossFit athletes. Um, you know, I've always, you know, when she trains, she's training with, 20 year olds, um, and doesn't always get a lot of time with other teenagers. So, 
uh, we are super thankful for the connections and the relationships that she's built um, with other CrossFit teenagers that happen to be spread out all across the country, but they stay in contact, you know, um, online and via text and, you know, Snapchat and whatever, way more than I or we even realize. Um, but um, it's especially great when they get to come together and, um, you know, whether it's for a competition like that, where it doesn't have to be super competitive. I mean, I know they're always competitive, but they get to have a little fun too um, and hang out in Nashville and do things that, I mean, I we think all the time, like um, we don't even know really what it's like to have a typical teenager that goes out in the evenings and has a curfew right. and whatever, because um, our kids have always been home early and in bed so that they can get up and train the next day. Saturday and Sundays are big training days, you know? So um, I think one of our first experiences was when they wanted to go do something, hang out together um, after a CrossFit competition. And we were like, Hey, <laughs> we have to remember what it's, what it's like to, to be a teenager and do those things. And it's completely normal. And so um, we're just lucky that they get that experience too. Yeah, that's definitely one of our one of our you know part of our mission at the at the pit with our with our event and our camps and stuff is to and that's what the kids say they love more than anything more than anything they love the programming they love competing they just they want to just work out they're crazy but they um they are like I just made so many friends and they you know they all yeah they're on all those snap things and and <laughs> uh because <laughs> so, I'll I'll hear I'll still hear Ezra I say oh yeah in the group chat. I'm like what group chat? And he's like, well, it's all, we're all in the group chat, you know. So they'll talk about each other's PRs and they'll talk about each other's, you know, personal lives and whatever else. They it's, can relate to each other. Where you like at school, like I mean, Olivia's not homeschooled, so she goes to public school, and you know, she doesn't even attempt to try to explain to those people what CrossFit is. A lot of times, you know, they're they're just like what's CrossFit or, you know, it's you just, just work out really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've never been able to figure out the right way to explain to <laughs> teachers or yeah. other people. At I mean, people be like, so she just flips tires or what? I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not quite like that, but there's just a lot to it. So it's hard to explain it in it you know, some short little explanation. Um, so it always comes off falling short, any explanation. And it is kind of, it, it is an odd, different situation because um, a lot of people at Olivia's high school don't really understand, um, you know, anything about her CrossFit life. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys follow Caden Hogan. He's from Atlanta. Oh, yeah, you know, Caden. But he, um, I was talking with him recently. And if you look at some of his reels, they're hilarious because he, he'll lift in his high school weight room. And he said they that they they don't know what he's doing. They don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they, he said, I don't even try to explain it. I just go in and have fun. And and uh, I remember one time, this is a while back, someone said it was about the CrossFit Games or something. I was watching them and they said, wait, so you just watch other people work out? And I was like, well, kind of. <laughs> Same thing. Didn't know quite how to explain it. I want to just kind of, you know, start wrapping it up so you guys can get on with your day. But um two things uh, that I have lots of things on my mind, but one of them for sure. You mentioned, uh, Shelly, that, you know, you there's a lot of vacations that, you know, are CrossFit related or, um, you know, it just really consumes the family. And, and uh, I feel you there for sure. Um, and I know you have, you have three daughters. <laughs> so you have, you, you know, I, you got Anna and she, she's your, your first. Um, how did that, you know, how did you kind of, navigate did you ever have some rules like okay one day a year we're doing something that has nothing to do with CrossFit or you know how did you kind of navigate that was there ever any sort of just you know maybe jealous not jealousy but you know what I'm saying when it's kind of hard I know my own 12 year old has said mom can we please go on a vacation that does not include a CrossFit competition and I'm like I'll try I'll try <laughs> <laughs> you know um and and we have made a point to do a couple of those vacations that um, didn't involve a CrossFit competition. Um, and honestly, it was good for all of us. Um, not that 
that we didn't still go find a CrossFit gym and do a drop in and do a workout. But, um, you know, Anna didn't have to go along for that. Um, that could be a beach day or a shopping day. Um, honestly, you know, uh, Ellie and Olivia are not shoppers at all. So if they want to go to the CrossFit gym and I can take Anna shopping, like, you know, then we find that balance um, and everybody gets to do what they want to do. And, you know, and, and we just, and, and last summer, that was kind of um, a part of our decision with Olivia, you know, going um, teen again. Um, we had had a trip planned um, during it was during COVID. So it got canceled, but it was for our 25th wedding anniversary and we were going to go to Europe and it had gotten delayed for two years. Um, so at the time it would have worked out, but two years later, here's Olivia in the middle of her CrossFit season again. And we had this trip that we had to take because it was, you know, mostly paid for and had been booked for two years before. Um, and so we went on, you know, a two week trip to Europe. And that was, and we actually ran we into Caden yeah. in the Vatican, Vatican in Rome. So imagine that like CrossFitters all over the world, that's like the amazing connection. Um, and Olivia and Caden ended up going to a, a CrossFit gym and working out in Rome. And there were some kids that came to see them, which was a lot of fun and really cool. Um, so, you know, we did kind of, we do take those little trips every once in a while um, to kind of, make up for it. it. It's good for everybody, actually. Like it was, that was a, a good break for Olivia and um, Ellie too, like just to, to get away from the CrossFit stuff and have a trip that was just all about um, our family. And you, you think it's a break though, but sometimes, you know, we're, we're in Venice, Italy, and you look on your patio and you got these two girls doing <laughs> burpees and push-ups and you're like they're doing a amrap of air squats and whatever i'm like what are you doing you're on vacation but it doesn't stop usually yeah well, that's funny we went through a season it was very early you know as was probably 13 14 where everything was a pull-up bar everywhere <laughs> we walked you know i don't care what it was you're at the park or at a, a doorway or everything was a pull-up bar. At first. We, did that. we did that too. Olivia used to do that on the monkey bars at elementary school and come home with just horrid ripped hands because they're such terrible bars. But we were what that I'll never forget. This is our big family joke. We were, we went to the nine 11 museum in New York and it was, you know, I think Olivia was probably 10 at the time. And, um, her, they had gotten through it faster and I was taking more time with um, Anna probably getting through it. So they were sitting out there waiting and Olivia all fidgety starts doing push-ups, and the security guard comes over and says, miss, you can't do push-ups in here. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, Olivia, it's the nine 11 museum. You can't do push-ups in here. Oh my gosh. That's great. That's a wonderful story. That's funny. Do you, um, I have kind of two last questions maybe to kind of sum things up and, and one may not really apply to you because it sounds like both of your girls were pretty, your CrossFit Games girls were pretty motivated. But um, one thing that I know I hear parents trying to balance, and I know I, I did as a parent as well, was how much to do for them and how much to sort of make them do. You mentioned that Olivia does her meal prepping, um, things like that. I know over the years, it's always been like, you know, I, I got, when I first got started, I would be like, do they have their water? Do they have their shoes? Do they have their belts? And then somebody said to me, stop. If he's going to be that level of an athlete, he can get his own shoes, you know, and whatever. How did you kind of, um, do you have any advice for other parents, uh, kind of how much to do for them, how much to sort of make them do themselves? Yeah, I think, um, <laughs> I, I think our girls have always been pretty strong-willed. So the fact that they, they take charge of a lot of that stuff themselves. Um, and it, and when they start like, stop, you know, I think Russell's more like, do you have this? Do you have that? And when they get annoyed with them a hundred times over, like, stop, I got it. I got it. You know, then they know he knows to, to kind of back off, but you know, he's always like, worrying like they have everything do you have your backup rope do you have all this um but they've kind of always um take taken charge of that the the thing about figuring out where to help i mean you know and it we still like i still you know like i cook 
Like she'll give me her meal plan and I'll cook for her every night so that when she gets home from the gym at eight o'clock, you know, her dinner is ready and she has that to eat. And, you know, like today, I'll probably help her with meal prepping because she's got a long day. Um, she has done a lot of, she's got a long day of training today. So, um, I'll help her with her meal prep and just really whenever anybody steps in to help out. And I think it's funny because the 20 year olds that she trains with are like, you have no idea. We have to go home and find our own food. So when you get to go home and mom's cooked for you, you have a rude awakening ahead of you yet. Um, when you're on your own completely and you get home at eight o'clock and you're like, what am I going to eat now? Um, so, you know, I mean, it's just the little things now, like, uh, helping out where we can. Uh, I can definitely tell like when she's got a lot going on at school and things like that, um, and tests and stuff. Um, so that's when I want to step in and try to alleviate, take some of the stuff off of her plate so that she can focus on other stuff. But it's kind of just the typical parenting balance that you have to find as they grow. I mean, I think definitely when they were younger, there was more of the, do you have everything? And then as they get older and, and take more charge of it themselves, letting go and, 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 you know, help just kind of finding that balance all the way till, you know, you're sending them out the door on their own. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, I remember one time my own son, he, his shoes came untied during a fittest experience workout that, that he should have won. And, and I just remember thinking, your shoes, your shoes weren't tied, you know, and, um, but I thought, well, it was a good life. It was a good lesson, you know, it was yeah. a good lesson to learn. But, um, and then I think I, I keep saying one more question, but, uh, sort of two last thoughts would be one would be, is there, what, what would you like to see as CrossFit, the sport of CrossFit, the, the, you know, the, the company of CrossFit, the games, etc. as, um, moving into the future for teenagers. Is there anything that you'd like to see maybe more of, less of, uh, or done a little bit differently? So that'd be one question. And then my last is just to sum up, I'd love to hear from you guys, just like your best advice. If I'm a new parent and I'm kind of new to CrossFit, my kid really loves it and it looks like they're pretty good and they're going to be doing this thing, um, what would be your best advice? So those two thoughts, just for the CrossFit Games and the teenage world, and then also uh, just your best advice for parents overall. I don't know if you have anything. I would say that for the CrossFit Games, I think it's probably just getting more opportunities for um, competitions that teenagers can do to gain experience. Um, I know that was a challenge of ours. We constantly had to ask if the girls could do a competition, even though they weren't old enough. And we really just had to rely on people that would take the chance and let them do it. You know, there's, of course, liability issues there and concerns with that. But all along the way, we had a lot of people that let them do competitions that they weren't old enough to do. And Wadapalooza was one of the first ones, especially with Olivia. You know, she she always did Wadapalooza because it was the only actual competition that had like a teenage division. Um, it was definitely the first, one of the first that had a teenage division. So um, I think that's probably the main thing is to just help the kids develop in their sport um, is to have more competitions that allow them to, to get out. I mean, if you look at any other sport that kids are doing, uh, parents are traveling to volleyball games, to basketball games, to football games, like, you know, all around their area to get them more exposure to different competition. Um, so it'd be nice if CrossFit had something like that as well to help the kids um, develop. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd say that for sure. I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, you just have to get more experience at it. Like she said, though, I mean, you're traveling around anyway, doing, you know, kids that are doing volleyball or soccer or whatever, they're doing the league stuff or whatever. But I mean, I know CrossFit hasn't grown to that level where there's, there's that many kids doing it in this area or whatever, but um, maybe it will be someday, you know? Yeah, we uh, shameless pitch, shameless pitch here for our event, which is a licensed event. Uh, 
just for teenagers. So all 14 through this year, we're going up to 22. We're adding that collegiate division, that 18 to 22, because those kids kind of have. Yeah, they're, they're left. They're yeah. kind of in a limbo yeah. there between getting to the next level. Yeah. And we really try to give them like a, a you know, a, both a little, we, we, we want to, you know, carve our own space, but a little bit festival. So a little bit waterfall, waterpalooza feel, but a little bit games feel also. So festival, cause it's fun and you're doing fun stuff with your friends, but you're also at a very high level of competition on the ranch, you know, which is, yeah. which is kind of good. And, and so we, tr you know, that's kind of one of our goals is to give them that opportunity. And this year we're doing our qualifiers for an entire month. So the whole month of June is qualifiers, which kind of lends itself to kind of a league feel so it's almost like a summer league you know you can do the uh workouts as many times as you want to um you know to qualify so i hear exactly what you're saying we we see the need and you know we're hoping to meet it in our little neck of the woods up here at the pit um and then lastly your your advice for uh you know for parents in general just your best if you had to like sum it all up to like these two or three things just make sure you do this. Uh, what what would you tell them? A new parent, new parent. You know, I would say let your kid lead the way and be there to support them. And so, if your kid leads the way, it can it can look different at different times. I think. I mean, you know, there can be times where, you know, maybe they decide they want to try a different sport or go a different direction for a while, and that's okay. Um, but if they are charging ahead full force, like just being there to support and guide them. So getting them what they need when they need it, but, and you know, just really letting them take the lead on what their CrossFit career looks like. Cause there are going to be kids that are going to push really hard. And I mean, I think that's what we learned from our kids is, I mean, when I tried to redirect Ellie from gymnastics to CrossFit, and then realized, I guess this is just her. She's very determined and driven and she's going to work like that at whatever she's doing. So, um, you know, and once you, you recognize that, then it's okay. Just like let them lead the way. Um, and then the other thing is really to kind of not rush it. I think that's what we're seeing in the sport, um, right now. And it's pretty critical, um, uh, these guys can have a really long career in this sport if they stick with it and if it's what they choose to do. Um, you know, and, and right now we're seeing the pressure on the teenagers that have been doing it a while to kind of do it sooner and faster, you know, um, like the pressure for Olivia to go elite when she was only 16, uh, you know, and, and, and a lot of that all coming, you know, and then again, 17. And then if you look at a lot of the, I mean, you know, Ellie grew up um, competing next to Haley Adams and she was incredible, like still is incredible, but we're starting to see what effect that has on them um, at such a young age. Um, so <clears throat> that's always been a concern of mine too. And I think of any parent that goes through this, um, I know there are a lot of other fellow teenage parents that, that worry about the amount of pressure and they put it on themselves as much as anything. So um, I think it's just really important for the parents to be there um, and, and let them know, like, if you want to slow down, if you want to take a break, it's okay. Um, you've got a long time in this career. Um, you, you got a long time and, and you can, it doesn't have to be rushed. And, and so that's something to think about when you're looking at coaches and different things like that too. Like, do they understand that, um, that none of them need any added pressure. They all put the pressure on themselves and that pressure can be in school. It can be with their CrossFit career. It, it can be in a lot of areas in life as we've starting to see, you know, social media comparisons, all those things contribute to it. So I think the biggest thing we can do as parents is to just be there to support them, but let them lead the way, let them know it's okay. If they want to take a break, if they need to step away, if they change their mind and decide to do something else, just always, uh, be there to support them, whatever their decision is. Wow. That's Russ. Do you have anything to add to that? That was so beautifully said. <laughs> so beautifully said. That, that pretty much says it. <laughs> she, did. Have fun. she did. She did. 
have fun. And, and Shelly, you actually, there was a, one more question and it was related to that very thing. You completely answered it. And it was, you know, having safeguards in place and kind of uh, uh, making sure that we are supporting our children with regard to the pressure that that they feel if they're at that level or if they're if they're that good, there's sort of the pressure to go on. And this the questioner did mention Haley, Haley Adams, and uh, and I'd love to actually get to talk to her sometime. But um, yeah, thank you so much for saying that. That was that was perfect. And um, I know for us at the pit too, we're very, very conscientious of that. We want the kids to be hard workers and tough and you know, leave no doubt and all that gritty stuff, but we don't want them burning out, you know, before they're 20 years old and, and feeling um, miserable. This is supposed to be a great sport that's, you know, good for life. So uh, yeah, great, great to hear that. Well, it is 11.05 and I don't want to keep you guys any longer on this Sunday. I know you got some, it sounds like you're going to have some meal prepping to do among <laughs> other things. Um, we hope to catch up with you again, for sure. Of course, we always love to see your family and uh, I'm going to click the button here, hit the video, and then and then we'll be gone. Is there anything else you'd like to say to anybody else about anything? I don't think so, nope. but thank you thank for you. having us on. Yeah. We appreciate you guys. Sorry, I'm... <laughs> uh. All right, guys. Well, this is Steph uh, ending. It looks like I didn't quite end right. I'm going to hit this button one more time and let it go. And then uh, I'll see you out. Thanks for listening. Whoever's uh, been listening, I appreciate you guys. Yeah.